Hey, everybody. This is Harriet Westmore with the More Self-Discovery Podcast, the podcast where we discover our journeys and our self-discovery awareness throughout the journey that we are on on in our daily life. Um, I wanted to welcome you guys for this afternoon. Um, before we get started with our special guests, just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, if you're interested in wanting to see the view, the video instead of the audio, please go to www.moreselfdiscovery.com. There you can have, um, for $5 a month, you can have the access to the actual video as well as the audio. So I would encourage you to do that. There's a lot of good uh, video um, past guests and, uh, you know, it, it's cheap and you'll get a but you'll get a wealth of information. All right. So without further ado, I want to welcome my special guest, Miss Sherry Tempko. She is a relationships expert, life coach for um, relationships. So I, I am so happy to have you, Sherry. I appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you're very busy. Thank you for Um, having me. I I appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, tell us, how did you get started? Um, What was your uh, epiphany of wanting to do this and uh, for a living? So what, give us the background of that. Well, there's kind of two journeys that come together with this. Um, Right. When I was in college, I started working with teenagers and I loved working with teenagers, but I was a little bit frustrated because they didn't really have the ability to change their lives. So from Mm. there, I started doing family work because I figured out that if you get the parents in the room, you can make some bigger changes. Right. And then I did a training where I uh, was taught to do this really powerful tool with couples. And I started doing couples work. And I realized that I could change things for all of the kids Mm -hmm. if I worked with the parents and I didn't even need the kids in the room. Oh, wow. That is how I got to couples counseling. And I've been a psychotherapist specializing in couples for 20 years now. Wow. So you've heard it and seen it all. I can imagine. Well, I always hesitate to say that because then I get a story that oh. really throws me for a, lo- a loop. And right. Like, oh just, my when you think, just when you thought you heard it all. Um, so the so- other part of that story is that uh, during the pandemic, I had some time to really think about the work that I was doing and where I was headed. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, I wanted to reach a broader audience than the one-on-one and one-on-two work I can do from a therapy office. Right. That's where I started the couples relationship coaching and um, I'm creating uh, programs and courses and support materials to help couples on a much broader, uh, broader scope. Oh, great. Um, I see um, anyone in the audience, please feel free to join in. And if you have a question for um, Ms. Temko, um, definitely put that in the chat and we'll you know, make sure that we acknowledge you. Um, so sh- tell us what is the main common theme as far as couples? What is 
you find that it's a lot of uh, were the issue, a lot of issues that happens. I mean, what's basically the common theme when you talk with couples? Yeah, a lot of couples realize that they are having trouble because of a few things. One is they have a crisis in their relationship and they need to figure out how to get through that crisis. Mm -hmm. The crisis can be an affair or a pattern of lying or a deep hurt, uh, sometimes a really explosive argument, but something something has happened and they're trying to recover from it. Um, and from the, I'm sorry. And from that, um, I'm sure that also affects the children. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So the other group of, of people who end up coming to see me are people who um, are arguing too much, or feel disconnected, they feel like roommates, um, they feel like their relationship is just not quite delivering all that they had hoped it would. Mm -hmm. um, and so those couples, I help realign and figure out what's not working really well, and then help them get on the right track. Do you um, have any kind of exercises or anything that... Uh you suggest for couples to do to at least get them started to at least communicate and in a more healthier way? Yeah. Um, in order for couples to have a really good relationship, there are three systems that have to function well. The first are relationship habits. The second are a way to work through problems. And the third is a way to clean up messes when they happen. So, the thing that is easiest and the lowest hanging fruit are the relationship habits. Mm -hmm. A relationship habit is something that happens usually every day. It's usually something very small. And it's something that gives you time and space to connect with your partner. And of course, some of those will be meaningful and some of them will be, you know, just your everyday sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, an example might be if one of your relationship habits is that no matter what's going on, no matter how frustrated you are with each other, at the end of the night, you say good night. If that's your relationship habit, then some nights you're going to be like, eh, night. And other mm -hmm. nights you're going to be like, good night. You know, I'm so glad you're here. Or here's a good kiss and a good mm -hmm. hug. And or let's cuddle for a few minutes. And when you make those things habit, you don't have to work to fit them in. So if you have a few of those touch points throughout the day, then it stabilizes the relationship and lets it run a little bit on autopilot because you don't have to recreate time to connect again and again throughout the relationship. Right. Wow. That That's that's a good um, point because I know I can disclose myself. And as far as uh, if my husband and I have an argument or something, we can go maybe a couple of days without speaking. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. you know, that's really common. People think that they should do something to invest in their relationship when they feel like it. And that's really important. You should do something for your partner when you feel like it but your relationship needs you to do it when you don't feel like it, when you're mm -hmm. feeling at odds and irritated with each other. Right. Wow. So talk to us about um, 
Where'd you get the uh, term synergy? All right. So I hate compromise. I think compromise, <laughs> compromise sucks. Compromise <laughs> feels like I lost or you lost, or maybe I only got part of what I want and you feel like you only, so like, it just feels bad. Yeah. All right. Synergy is uh, we have a problem. We look at the options. We look at more than your option and my option. Mm-hmm. And we look for a solution that we can both get behind. So synergy is the intersection of two distinct personalities and what they bring to the relationship and how they can live well together. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, that's a different concept. So it's like bringing two positives, you know, finding the positive in each partner and bringing that together to, right. you know, enhance the relationship. Yeah. You're supposed to be two separate personalities. Like we tend to think of that as like, you got to do it my way. My way is the right, right way. Like right. come more and be more like me. Right. Yeah. And when a relationship is really extraordinary, neither person needs a personality change or an adjustment. You just need to live better together. And that's what synergy is. Wow. Now, have you found in your experience and in your practice um, that uh, couples are just, I don't want to say too far gone, but I mean, to the point of, you know, you they've tried the the communication, they've tried everything that you suggest, and it's just, they're just not compatible. Just, I mean, come to find out after all of the, you know, work that they've tried to do, they're just not compatible. I haven't really found that. Okay. I never make bets from the beginning. I never make bets on which couples are going to come in and really thrive and which ones are not. But I know the difference between the ones who do and the ones who don't. Okay. Okay. The, the ones who who really thrive with the, the work that I do mm-hmm. are the ones who are committed to the relationship. And they say, we're going to figure this out. And we're going to keep trying until we figure this out. And um, then they're looking for the right set of tools, the right framing of it, the right way that they can hear what they need to do so that they can live better together. Okay. Wow. Do you find that now since with the COVID that... um relationships have become more intense and because of the stressors of what's been going on within over the year, year and a half. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of couples are in distress. Um, I really see the difference in the couples who use the extra time to invest in their relationship Mm -hmm. versus the couples who were distracted or they, they just didn't focus on their relationship Um, And the ones who did, they are coming out of the pandemic with really kind of powerful bonds. And there and then there's the rest of the, you know, everybody else who's like, oh, you're in my space and leave me alone. And, oh, no, that irritating thing is like (laughs) getting on my last nerve. (laughs) Yeah. So there are a lot, a lot of couples in a lot of distress. 
Uh, and I hope that they don't take the way things went during the pandemic to mean that they're not compatible mm-hmm. because this has been so much stress on everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell us about, uh, we've talked about the the stress of pandemic or you know, any outside stressors. Now, how do you relate that as far as um, how, what's your, um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of thinking at two, two different questions at the same time for the kids in the family. Um, do you ever, if ever, have you bring in the kids within uh, uh, any of your uh, relationship uh, coaching? Or I they, don't. You don't I, at all? I okay. don't. But I haven't really seen a need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um I I am trained in family counseling. So there was a time when I would work with the whole family. Um, But what I find is that if I can bring the parents back into alignment, then they can parent as a team. Um, And kids don't need things to be perfect, Mm -hmm. nor do they need it to be a certain set of values or a certain way of parenting what they benefit from most are parents who can work through problems. Right. All right. So you're more focused on is bringing the, making the parents cohesive enough to, you know, which would better in turn on, you know, pretty much um, help the children in in the family. Yeah. The trickle down effects are Mm -hmm. really powerful because it then is not only good for one of the kids, it's good for all of the kids. And there's this overflow into the extended family and mm-hmm. into the friend circle. When you stabilize that one relationship, then all of these other relationships also benefit. Now, you now speaking of that, now, what do you, what do you um, do? You do any type of uh, coaching with blended families? Yeah, blended. So second marriages. um all right. Blended families are one of, in my opinion, one of the most complicated family systems that exist. And I think um, that we look at TV and we mm-hmm. look at all of these blended families and we think, oh, that that sounds good. You know, I will bring all my stuff and you bring all your stuff and we'll help each other and we'll get through life easier and better. Uh, And I do think that there are couples that that is true. Mm -hmm. But for most couples, they have a really, really hard time making that work well. Um, One of the big problems is that the parents have longer relationships Mm -hmm. and and deeper connections with their own children than they have with their partner. And so those alliances sometimes get really thrown off. Right. And what about the ex-partners? Um, that could yeah. become a, a, a huge <laughs> right, issue. Right. So I'm really dedicated to helping couples not get divorced. I, that's mm-hmm. my mission in life is to help couples have extraordinary relationships and to reduce the divorce rate because divorce is very, very hard. It's hard on the parents, but it's also hard on the kids. Right. And then you have 
such a variety of different divorces. Mm -hmm. And those impact that second marriage all over the place. You can have a very uh, angry, contentious divorce where there's an intrusive parent into the second marriage. And then you can have the parents who get along great and co-parent really well, but then they're pulled towards that relationship with their ex in a way right. that threatens the second marriage. So like, it's just like, it just is so complicated with so many people playing a part in right. families. Do you think um, it's more of the women, the the mothers, mother and stepmothers that are, it's more complicated because of the emotions or is it equal to as far as um, husbands, ex-husbands or anything like that? Which one do you think as far as the party is concerned? I have not seen a blended family be easy on anybody. <laughs> and again, it's not that they can't, they can't work because they do mm-hmm. sometimes work and sometimes they work beautifully. Mm-hmm. But when they don't work, they are epically challenging. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so it it takes a lot of just unpacking the layer of getting over the resentment or the, I mean, it's like you said, it's just, it could be so complicated. And in the end, you want to do what's best for, especially if you have young children that are blend, trying to blend in, you know, and, and you ultimately, the whole ultimate goal is to make things easier for, for the children and uh, sometimes that that's a uh, that's a challenge. It is, but I'll be honest. I have seen some couples that got married long after their kids were out of the house, and those <laughs> were just as complicated. Wow! Because then you have adult children who think yeah. that they know what their parents should be doing. That is true. That is true. Wow. So, uh, talked. I know. When we uh, first, you know, met and start discussing um, for the podcast, you have something on your website um, regarding dating. All right. Talk to us about that. I am. I have a new project that I'm really excited about, so I'd be happy to tell you about it. Um, I am very committed to helping couples have great relationships. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that helps couples is for them to spend some time with their partner. Now, this sounds like I even say this and I'm like, this sounds so like this. Not This is not mind blowing. <laughs> like, don't we all know that? Right. <laughs> right. So I started a group uh, that I hope will become a movement and a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Date Night Community. And um, in it, it's inspiration and encouragement uh, to spend some time with your partner every week um, to, so that we encourage each other. Um, I encourage everybody to take a picture of themselves or what mm-hmm. they're doing while they're on their date and then post it in the group. Okay. Um, and that's to like get everybody like, yeah, this is important. Yes, we're committed to this. Now, of course, a date looks different at different stages of your mm-hmm. relationship. So sometimes you don't get to leave the house for your date. 
Right. And that's okay. (laughs) Point is, it's really, really important to spend some time with your partner. Um, do you make suggestions as to what, you know, cause some, sometimes, you know, people can be stuck. Okay. Uh, what is dating? What, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Go out to dinner or, I mean, you know, what type of, do you just uh, suggest any activities that, you know, partners can do? Yeah, we've got a bunch of threads to, um, help people think about their relationship. One of them mm-hmm. was date night ideas, Um, One of the benefits of having each couple, each individual post a picture is that we get to see all the ideas of what everybody else does. Oh, that's Um, a good idea. But we also talk about some other things. It's really helpful to reminisce about your relationship and remember Mm -hmm. the good things at the beginning Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. helps you feel closer. Uh, We also do some talking about what each of our relationships looks like, things like that. Oh, great. Um, And I'm starting this this week, so I'm really, really tickled by this. Um, I believe that small things make a huge difference in your relationship, and I think that people underestimate those. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting a secret date night challenge where every week I'm going to be like, all right, here's your challenge. Don't tell your partner. Just mm-hmm. try this tiny little thing and then notice whether it makes a difference in your relationship. So oh, okay. about that. So where can um, one join the community? What's your, it website? is a Facebook group and it's mm-hmm. called date night community. I also have on my website, a link to the, uh, that explains it and has a link to that. Okay. Um, my website is sherrytimco.com. And the Facebook group is um, Date Night Community. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna. Be all, is it all in one all on one word? I know SherryTempco.com is. Yeah, I I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I think that there's spaces in it, but if you search for Date Night Community, okay, that's what's gonna come up. All right, I'm going to make sure it is um, definitely added so that people can join the community. Now, do um, is it every, uh, what, every Friday night or, or people can? So there's different threads and they post at different times. The date okay. night things post on Friday, but you go on your date when you go on your date. Right, okay. Maybe that's Friday. Um, I have I've seen a couple people who meet for a lunch date during the week, and then post it when that comes up the next time. And I've seen people who have only an every now and then date, and will post whenever that happens. So okay. it's not it's really not so people will feel guilty when they can't spend time with their partner, but it's to feel encouraged and inspired mm-hmm. to try to make that a priority. Have you found that um, people have couples have connected through the community? Um, maybe per- perhaps they live in the same area, didn't know it. Maybe they have a, a double date or anything like that. Not yet. Not it yet. Is, okay. It is pretty new. It's only okay. been a couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'll share this with you. I don't know if this will ever come to pass, 
but I have this secret dream of having um, flash date nights where we would like pick a restaurant and say, this night is going to be our night. And all, you know, everybody in the group who has the possibility of going on a date that yeah. night at that restaurant, we would meet up. Uh, I just think things like that are a lot of fun. And it is. To, to like add some excitement to the whole process. Absolutely. And then you can meet other couples. And I mean, it's just a spontaneous thing. And, you know, everybody's just enjoying themselves. Yeah. So we'll see how this unfolds. Um, it needs to grow before we get, I mean, if you have a, a flash date night and there's only one person in that location, then mm-hmm. that's not going to feel the same as knowing that there's 20 other couples who live in your area. Right. Right. Well, sounds good. Now, are you accepting new um, clients? Do you do uh, clients online or you have them or are you local or? Yeah, the coaching is SherryTimCare.com, and I am taking um, new couples. I also work with individuals because one of the problems that couples sometimes face is that one of them really wants to make improvements, and Mm -hmm. the other says, we're okay, we don't need anything, we shouldn't have to go do anything. So um, I also have a good bit of success working with one person who's like, things have to change. I'm like, let's figure out how we make things change. Sounds good. Well, everybody, you know, couples, you know, any partners, um, you want to try something new, you know, I know the stigma of therapy, you know, that, that people still have a issue with that, which, you know, Everybody needs it. <laughs> Even the therapists need therapy at, at some point. But, you know, Sherry is a, you know, she's have that um, credential also, but she also has a, the coaching um, piece of it to where it, it's not it's not so intimidating. Um, you're not diagnosing, you know, well, you, you know, having <laughs> social anxiety disorder or anything like that. I mean, you come from a perspective of uh, wanting to um, bring people together in a positive way and trying to work with that couple to um, stay together and have a healthy relationship. And you, and you're using different types of of new way methods. Uh, Date night is a great way because people, you know, when you're married for so long, you, you forget how to date, you know, we went through that stage, but that's how we got married. But now, you know, okay, we're married, you know, that goes out the window a lot of times and we let life get in the way. So, I mean, you still got to keep up that, uh, that attraction of what made you attracted to that person in the first place. And I, and I, you know, I am very on board, you know, that date night community is very, a great way to, to do that. So let me just, let me just tell you something, because mm-hmm. it, this is something that gets under my skin a little bit. Um, what you see on TV with couples therapy mm-hmm. is terrible, terrible couples <laughs> therapy. And if you are in couples therapy and you feel like you walk out of that room and you have just been beat up, you need to switch to a therapist <laughs> who has some good skills. Because while, while that's not supposed to all be fun, 
Like mm-hmm. there are lots of pieces of it that should feel fun and should feel connecting. So just that's my little plug for that. Um, and I appreciate that. The coaching, like coaching is a whole different ball game because mm-hmm. it is how do we build? How do we grow together? How can we tear this problem apart and and sort it out and live better together? Um, and so very, you don't spend the time delving into the past or tearing, like pulling things that happened in the past, like rehashing them. It's much more about how, how do we do this better? Right. And I think that is the difference. Um, Whereas, you know, in therapy, you got to talk about, you know, what happened as a child and, you know, it's your mom's fault, it's your father's fault, whatever. And, you know, but coaching, like you said, you take what's going on now and you try to expound on that. And how can we, you know, improve on, you know, make it better for the future. So because a lot of people are are not, you know, wanting to relive the past. And and the purpose is you're trying to get over that past and try to work. You know, there's nothing wrong with it because I've I've been through therapy and, and I, you know, I understand you have to understand where you came from in order to, you know, to accept who you are to go further ahead. But some people, you know, for, you know, it, it, it takes time. And I think the coaching, you know, right now it, it gives you a, it gives you the option of, okay, you might not want to deal with whatever happened in the past, but you've got issues going on now that you want to deal with. And, you know, you have that ability to work with people who want to, um, actually want to do that in a present moment. So, and and I'm so glad that you said about uh, (laughs) a lot of that reality TV rehab therapy and rehab couples therapy and stuff on TV, you know, that's, it's, it's probably an insult to your profession. (laughs) It's probably considered insult. (laughs) I don't even know that we, I should get on that. So, uh, I have a lot to say. And I can imagine. We'll I just leave imagine. it at don't believe what you see on TV. This right. is not the way couples therapy is supposed to work. Oh, and then having them in, in a all in one house that well, anyway, <laughs> I know. yeah, let's leave that alone. <laughs> all right. Well, Sherry, I really, really appreciate you gave us a lot of wealth of information and, um, like I said, people check out her website um, as a couple. If you don't, you know, if you want to reach out to her um, and kind of, you know, if you've got a little issue going on that you want to work on communication or whatever, um, you know, definitely, I, you know, she, you could tell by her soothing voice, she's non-judgmental. She's not going to beat you up. Uh, matter of fact, she's going to encourage you. And she'll do whatever she can to help you. So, um, you know, please take advantage of that. So, but Sherry, I, I really appreciate you. Um, like I said, that's part of the that's part of the piece of the more self discovery uh, podcast is, as far as relationship, and that is couples. That's a you know that's a part of the relationship that uh, we discover our own selves. You know. Through you know, as a, you know, as a couple as well as an individual. So, thank you so much for taking the time out and and speaking to us and thank giving you. your wealth of information.
Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. You too. And we will definitely keep in touch. Definitely keep in touch. There's, I think there might be a project that I might want to try to work on. I would like your help on that. So I will, you know, definitely reach out to you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys have a great weekend and be safe. Bye-bye.